The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Gambling violations, Madden cover athletes, and former pro bowlers being cut. Welcome to hot NFL summer. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the biggest supporter of the Big 12 bringing a bowl game to Mexico. Now, please have the Mac bring one back to Toronto. And joining me, as always, is AJ. Is Baby Gronk the new Drip King? Or is he just getting rizzed up by Livy? Marchese. Uh, Livy's just doing it for the clout, Rob. Today, we'll be continuing our foray into the world of tiering by tiering NFL GMs. That's it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. I can't stop thinking about Baby Gronk. Do you think, do you think, be honest, mm-hmm. a couple years from now, we're going to be talking about Baby Gronk on this podcast? Or we are right now, wor- Or do you think the world will have ended? Is the smoke. I think it's I think it's more likely the world to end that than we're not talking about baby Gronk. What do you think is more likely? The world ends or I let this podcast die? The world ends. Yeah. You're yeah. doing this forever. Hey, look, what what's the first team we're talking about? Big boy Gronk's uh, nearest team to his hometown. The Buffalo Bills, Rob. Yeah, do you think Baby Gronk could start for the Bills? I think he's better than Dalton Kincaid, I'll say it. And he's more versatile. They could use a running back who, who can like bang in between the tackles. Is, is that what Baby Gronk does? Okay, we got to stop. Uh, okay, yes. Today we are tiering GMs. And unlike last episode where we went with the basic S through hell tier, we have our own tiers for the NFL GM tiers because we're fun like that. That you made up uh, last year. And, and that I made up last year and forgot about until about six hours ago when AJ told me I had done this. The tiers we were working with today, from best to worst, Super Bowl architects, full confidence of the fans, up-and-comers, chaos, which is, we all know who's going in there, the unknown, plain as soda crackers, and the dumpster fire tier. 
No, to, go, I think you just said worst to, to best, in my opinion. John Schneider's playing his soda crackers, so we're gonna start in the AFC East, and we're gonna start with the Buffalo Bills, where I think two years ago, if you asked us, Brandon Beam would be quite high on this. I wonder, though, I'm wondering aloud, has Brandon Bean been overrated? And we're all kind of starting to catch on that Vegas just scored a goal. Um, because they haven't drafted all that well. Like, they hit on Josh Allen for sure, but... Yep. <laughs> and they traded for Stefan Diggs. 100% they did that. But, like, there's even talk... I, I read an article today from a Bills beat writer, like, that Kyrie Elam's a player they might trade. Yeah, it feels like they never gave him a real shot last year, which is really, really weird. Um, last year we had him as the Super Bowl architect. There's, I don't think he's there. I don't think he's there either. I, I, I bumped him down to the full confidence of the fans. Okay, where, I, I'm with you on that. I like he clearly has the track record and hitting on Josh Allen and making the moves and putting his team, you know, having them as a Super Bowl contender year in year out the last few years. You got to put him there, but you're right. He hasn't been hitting on every pick or anything like that. And I mean, last year was supposed to be the year. Obviously, yeah. it didn't all work out. Josh Allen was a little bit banged up. They still couldn't run the ball. The offensive line just isn't that great. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been very good on paper, and it, it it's been at its best. It's been serviceable. Average. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Vaughn got hurt. And obviously the Demar Hamlin situation at the end of the season, but even so, like I'm interested to see what happens now that Leslie Frazier's gone. Sean McDermott's calling plays. Like, how's this all going to work? How how long are Bean and, and McDermott's leashes? Uh, I, I'm with you in that. For now, it's full confidence of the fans, but I don't know. He's clearly trending downwards. Um, we're gonna see. Yeah, I think they took a hit with losing Brian Dable, which people didn't act like was a big deal last year, but we were obviously Dable stands. We knew that was gonna it was gonna hurt a bit. Um go ahead, sorry. I just wanted to say too, like, mm-hmm. we're hearing weird things about Dalton Kincaid already. Uh that they like he doesn't have a position, which is never a great thing to hear. <laughs> no. I don't think. Um and I, I mean, they let Tremaine Evans walk in free agency. They didn't really address that. They they spent two third-round picks the last two years on on Terrell Bernard and Dorian Williams. Like, one of those guys is going to start next to Matt Milano probably. Yeah. Uh, the secondary still a little bit in flux. The safeties are aging. The corner room has been up and down. I don't know. I just – I. I think when you stack him up against, you know, the other guys we had in the Super Bowl architect here last year or guys that will be in there today yeah. – yeah. um, those other but, guys, a lot of them have either like a longer track record, or, or even also, if that's English, um, have like retooled and done a great job of rebuilding their teams the last few years. Where Bean has kind of just let it go. It, it's Bean a Josh Allen merchant? Maybe. Like, I mean, I think to to me, this is the real year where yeah. it does need to come together. Can they run the football? They've added to the running back room. They, they've attempted to kind of beef up this offensive line a little bit. Obviously, they're still freaking loaded in that defensive line room as long as everybody's healthy. They just re-signed Ed Oliver, who hasn't – has not played up to where he was drafted. They still don't 
necessarily have a trustworthy wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a, there's a lot of holes on this roster that are being covered up by players like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Matt Milano, um, a healthy Von Miller. Greg Russo is trending in the right direction, but we'll see. I, I'm with you. Full confidence to the fans. Agreed. For now. And trending downwards. So. Trending downwards. Yeah, Should we put a trending for all these guys maybe? I don't know. Maybe not. Full confidence of the fans trending down. Okay, there you go. I don't know why you're making us do more. I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of these guys were like, you know, maybe they don't have a perfect tier to fit into and like they kind of move in. And so there's a lot of moving pieces, Rob. A lot of moving pieces. Uh, moving on to the Miami Dolphins, where it feels like Chris Greer has both n- not been there that long and <laughs> been there forever. Uh, in that his leash is just so long. Mm hmm. He's been the GM uh, since 2016. He's a, he's been a key piece of that front office since 2007. Um, Stephen Ross must love this guy. He's finally kind of put it together, though. He hired the right head coach. It's Tua seems to be trending in the right direction. Um, that receiver room is obviously built on speed. Hey, maybe they'll sign Dalvin Cook too to that fast running back room. They're the fastest offense in the NFL. Um, the offensive line's still a big question to me, uh, outside of um, Toronto Armstead. Who kudos to Greer? He brought him in in free agency. Yeah, like the, but on on paper, like that defense looks really good, personnel wise. They brought in Vic Fangio. Like Greer's doing a good job. Does he have the full confidence of the fans? Do you think? I feel like Mike McDaniel's been getting a lot of credit for this roster. I lean that way as well. I mean. I don't know. It feels felt like they didn't have this thing trending like it is until Mike McDaniels came in. And obviously, credit to Greer for hiring him. I think Greer's more that steady hand. I think he's more the plain of soda crackers tier. Where, like, he's been there forever. He hasn't really put it together. They're looking good now, of course. But I don't know. It just feels like he's a guy that can run the day-to-day stuff. But he's not going to put a team over the top. So, kind of similar to what John Lynch is to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, but I think so maybe to, to to a lesser degree. To a yeah, yeah. Um, where, will, where do you put him? Well, I will say he does have to deal with Stephen Ross. <laughs> That's true. Stephen Ross is just losing this man first round picks. <laughs> That's very true. I feel like I think Greer's like one where like there's no great tier here for him. You know, there isn't. There isn't because the planet sort of. I feel like he's a, a notch above Planet Soda Crackers. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously not an up and comer. And can we make a new tier? Maybe like just the steady hand. Okay. Okay. Just giving us more tiers. Okay. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put that above above chaos, below up and, up and comers. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. It's the opposite of chaos. It's the opposite of... <laughs> the steady hand, more like the hold steady, am I right? The world's going to be What are you talking about? Um, yeah, the hold steady hand. Where, like, he's just... He's there, he's doing the job, you know? And We're also catching him at, I think, the peak of yes. his GM career, right? Exactly. Like, on paper, this team is as good as it's been. They should be competing for a playoff spot. Depending on what happens this upcoming season, I think will dictate which way he is trending. Yeah. Um, but like he did draft Jalen Phillips, he did who, who's looking like a, a very good player. Trade for Bradley Chubb, like he's not afraid to add big mm-hmm. time talent at premier positions. He signs Ron Armstead, like I said, he's, he makes the move for Tyree Kill, like drafts Jalen Waddle. But is it just revisionist so, history for me to say that like it feels like all those all the bowl moves came like the last year? Because <laughs> I can't. No, it did. No, you're right. That's. Like, what, 
don't what know. did you that that's the thing like i feel like i just like chris grew has been there for so long like what's it, what it, significant moves was he making prior but, but like at the same time it feels like he's been there as long as mike mcdaniel just because i can't remember anything else they've done yeah it's weird it is weird that's why he's the steady hand he's the steady hand yeah Stephen Ross knows he'll put up with his bullshit, so he'll never get fired. Stephen Ross, uh, chaos tier. Chaos tier. We, we should tier owners. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mostly hell tier. Moving on to the New England Patriots. We might need a new tier. Yeah, I know. We need a lot of new tiers. <laughs> should we have 32 tiers? Um, where, obviously, Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach in NFL history. One of the best roster constructors in NFL history. He's always had like a right hand man front office wise. Mm-hmm. Um uh like um Dave Ziegler, for example, who who's with the Raiders. Um Nick Casario who's with the Texans now. These guys end up leaving because they never have the kind of the full power. Um he still has a good front office around him. Matt Groh, Elliot Wolf are there. Mm-hmm. Belichick doesn't necessarily draft that well, but they've, they like, I like the direction they're going a year removed from what last year was. They, they seem to hit on these fun defensive players still. The receiver thing, you just can't figure out we necessarily. Can't. No. But, but like, they hit on Michael and Wenyu, for example. That's a, a day three offensive lineman who's, I, I think, arguably one of the best guards in the NFL right now. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, they hit on a day three running back. Okay, well, that was jacked up. They've jacked up this defensive line room. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Judon in free agency, Josh Uche, they drafted. Uh, um, Dietrich Weiss has been incredible. Christian Barmore has a chance to be really good. Kyle mm-hmm. Duggar's awesome. I'm just naming players. Yep. Um, <laughs> Christian Gonzalez time, like, this year. Yeah, keep going, Ron. Well, Bill doesn't like Mac Jones, so that's another feather in his cap. Like he's right. Billy Zappi, that's a steal. But it, like, I, I don't know where to tear him. Like, it's, it's, he's no longer Super Bowl architect, right? Definitely not. Agree on that. Hundred percent agree. But if you're doing a Patriots fan, I think, I think you should still have full confidence in Bill Belichick. Look, okay, I'm sure every Pats fan does, except for one that he let Brady walk. I guess because do do you think Pats fans are like more Brady or Belichick? Brady, I think so too. Uh, there's no 80 for Belichick movie. Let me just say that. But, um, but I, if, I think he's full of confidence in the fans. Yeah. I I also will say like, obviously, I think he's like 30 wins away from breaking Shula's win record. I think Patriots fans would be pissed if Kraft got rid of him after this year and that record got broken with another team. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. they want him there. Yeah. So that to me is full confidence. In the fans. I do. I agree. But he's like a chaotic full confidence. But also he's a steady trending, hand. He's I don't trending know. towards chaos. Yeah, he is. He is trending towards chaos. I feel like he's he's a chaos GM when it comes to offense, but a steady hand when it comes to defense. Yeah. So right? just like full he, confidence. Full confidence. He, 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 that, who was calling plays for them last year, AJ? He, he let Matt Patricia do that. That's chaos. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, bringing back Bill OB, that's steady hand work. That's steady um, hand. Moving on to the New York Jets. We're spending way too much time on the AFCs. Moving on to the New York Jets, who uh, Joe Douglas has also been there a long time, but not long at all. That's all I'll say about everybody. 
Uh, he traded for Aaron Rodgers. That could be good. That's going to define where he lands yeah, this next year. It is. But right now, I think Jets fans are more confident than ever because he he got out of Zach Wilson quickly. He, when you miss on a quarterback, it's better to get out as soon as you can. Um, he keeps trying to fix this offensive line. <laughs> He's trying his best. He's trying really hard, and I appreciate that. It hasn't come to full fruition. Like, Brees Hall got hurt, too, last year. That sucked for him. But, like, he, he, he drafted had the offensive the, yeah. and defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. So I think he's got to be full confidence, right? The only way he he falls out of full confidence is if they don't get the steal done with Quinn and Williams. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And then if Rodgers flops, but I mean, what else are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, even if Rodgers does flop somehow, Rodgers at his worst is still better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> that's accurate, yeah. His team was, his team was real, like playing Chris Strebler last year. And looking good doing so. So, and I mean, I mean, if you look at every position room on this roster, it, it's got useful players at worst. Um, the tackle situation is obviously the murkiest with Bakai mm-hmm. uh, Becton, who, when he was healthy and had had it going, like was a hit. Yeah, it just hasn't been. And like they're now relying on Dwayne Brown, who people forget is. Going to be thirty eight this still year. Still playing pretty damn good, but no, yeah, he it's is. ancient. But yeah, I, I do think Jets fans are feeling as confident as ever under yeah. the Joe Douglas tenure I, right now. So has to be All full right. confidence. Hitting the AFC North, where we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens and Eric DaCosta, who I think was starting to lose some of that mm-hmm. confidence. Mm-hmm. But then he he resigned Lamar. He beefed up that receiver room by drafting Zay Flowers, signing Odell Beckham, signing Nelson Aguilar. I know that doesn't sound like great, but Nelson Aguilar is their fourth receiver when last year, if he was on this team, he would have been their first receiver. <laughs> yeah. Like, you feel pretty good about that. Um, they, 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 Court obviously OBJ. Made, they, they, they made the move for Roquan Smith last year. Yeah. They declined the Patrick Queen fifth year, which I think was smart. Um, it, I think he's still got the full confidence. Of the I do too, but this this offseason could have gone so differently if, say, it, right, they couldn't bring Lamar back. Say, say even like, and like in retrospect, like because the Lamar thing overshadowed it. I think like the fans hated Greg Roman, right, and so getting rid of him just bolsters yeah, that confidence. Tom, Tom Monken feels like as good of a hire as you could have made as your offensive Totally agree, totally agree. So I I definitely put him full confidence, and I probably put him above uh, Joe Douglas for ranking him like that. Yeah, and I think it's funny because if we have recorded this show directly after this regular season, uh, or this NFL season, I, I, I don't know where we would have put him, but it would not have been full confidence of the fans. No. I don't know either, though. Maybe he would have been his own tier again. I, th- I think he would have been. <laughs> uh, no. What the, what the fuck's going on to you? Yeah, like a chaos tier, but I don't know. No, definitely now, though, he's... He's really got a hold of the wheel in this offseason where it looked like they're going over the cliff, but they're back, baby. Like, even even the, the – like, I think what really separates GMs is when you make those minor moves that are the difference between a playoff season or not. And, like, signing Rocky Sin late, late to this one-year deal, they signed him last month. Like, I thought that was a great move for them. Yeah, and he's consistently drafted pretty damn well. Like, it's – Obviously, uh, yeah. Linderbaum was a great pick last year. He's very clearly Ozzie Newsom's protege. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and if every if this team could stay healthy for once, like it's a it's a tough division, but they, they should be in the playoffs pretty easily. Agreed. I, and I know the AFC's fucking hard this year. But, mm-hmm. um, moving on to the Cleveland Browns. We I didn't I, we didn't rank them what, last year. Did we not? No, because yeah, it was coming off the nasty man. I don't know either. I think Barry. I don't know. I put chaos. But I don't. I, th- I think that's probably right because any team that could. That, oh, I, I skipped the Bengals, didn't I? It's okay. It's okay. It's same same C. Uh, uh, we'll go back to Cincy. I, I, I always forget I before L. We work north um, to south, Rob. We know that. Uh, I'd rather live in Cincinnati. Um, but like any team that can stomach signing Deshaun or trading for Deshaun Watson and paying him. Right. And paying him. Yeah. It's a team I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I will give kudos to the fact they did put effort into upgrading that wide receiver room because it was really bad. Well, they put effort into David Bell last year and that didn't work. But yes. <laughs> you know, um, I think like even, even Watson removed, it's still pretty chaotic as in like I don't know where the hell the, for, they're, for they're sure. trending, right? Well, it's it's... It's it's funny because I feel like they locked into Ethan Posick being good. Yeah, and they signed him. Jedrick Wills, like we still don't totally know what direction that's going. No. I think it's smart. They picked up his fifth year. I think that's what they should have done. But he is he after promising rookie year, he hasn't lived up to the way he was drafted. Uh, they've really struggled to find that rusher opposite Miles Garrett, who is I I think comfortably Miles Garrett is one of the three best pass rushers in the NFL when healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd say it's him, uh, Nick Bosa and, and, and Micah Parsons. Um, they find, but the, the, this off season, they finally, they, they sign Oboe. They trade for Zedarius Smith. They signed Alvin Tomlinson to address that horrific interior D line. It's still an issue, but like there, I think he is even removing the horrific Deshaun Watson thing. The other moves around that, have been better this offseason than they've been in the past for Andrew Barry. Yeah. But at the same time, it's all chaos. Yeah. Drafting is kind of up and down, you know, as a whole. Really, it's it's hard. And, like, I don't know how long Andrew Barry's leash is going to be because is he ju- is it just married to Watson or, like, are they just going to move on? If Well, yeah. Would they would they fire Stefanski and retain Barry if things don't work out? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know who they, who they favor there. I guess it's Barry, but yeah, who knows? I think it's complete chaos because who the fuck knows? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the steady eddies of the AFC North. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, where Duke Tobin's been not the GM, but actually the GM for, for what, I don't know, a decade and a half now. Yeah. More than that, two decades. Um, we don't talk enough for that Duke Tobin's, like, run the Bengals since he was, like, 30. Uh, well, Mike Brown kind of works against him. Um, <laughs> but finally, it, feel, it feels like Tobin has kind of put it all together. Obviously, hanging on Joe Burrow really helps. But they've invested in the offensive line through uh, free agency. Um, they've built arguably the best trio of receivers in the NFL. Um, they've given Irv Smith a second chance. They hit on every free agent, it feels like, right? They've like, done really well for in the free like, agent. Yeah. Especially defensively, right? They Reader. They, they, like Trey Hendrickson, DJ Hendrickson. Reader. Yeah. 
who neither of these guys were playing to this level with the previous teams. Um, he he slam dunked on Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt at linebacker. I know Von Bell's gone now, but that was another hit for them in free agency. Uh, Mike Hilton's been a big hit. Um, Cheeto's been a big hit. There's a couple. I, I like the way he's kind of attacked the draft, where he, he's kind of reloading at positions that will be of need but aren't quite of need yet. Mm-hmm. And then those guys just seamlessly enter the lineup. I feel like for this season, for this team, it's kind of if the pieces he brought in in the secondary pan out or not, right? Yes. Yeah. Can Dax Hill live up to it in the second year? You know, what did we get from T.J. Turner's first year? Uh, can Cam Taylor Britt bounce back into his? You know what I mean? Like, there's all Mike Hilton's Mike Hilton, but there's so, a lot of questions. I, I think without a doubt, he's full confidence of the fans oh, yeah. right now. Would you bu- keep him there? or Would you bump him up? Do you think he's a Super Bowl architect? No, yet? no, me neither. Okay. Uh, he's like high end full confidence of the fans to me. But has he like this Bengals front office since he has been there has probably got been in every single tier. In his defense, it seems he has more power than ever right now. I think so, too. I didn't say him. I said this front office. No, for sure. Um, It feels as if Mike Brown is the least involved he's ever been. Like Katie Blackburn, his daughter, has has more power than she's ever had. It feels like her and Duke Tobin are the the ones who have kind of got this, this franchise back on track. And at the same time, even when Mike Brown was being chaotic as hell... They were, they, they they've like won this division as much as anybody else. Yeah, uh, how many years is, in a row did they go to the playoffs? Like eight. Something yeah, like that. and and like we all clowns at that Zach Taylor, Taylor hiring, and yeah. even if you don't think Zach Taylor's good, like he hit on hiring Lou Anarumo, uh, who's been one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, and no one knew who he was when when Zach Taylor hired him. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to everybody. I think like top tier full confidence of the fans. I would take him over Brandon Bean all day. Ooh, okay. All right. I was going to ask you where you were I think he's done a lot more than Brandon Bean has. It's hard Uh, to, like, with Bean, we know what he, like, you know, we know what he does. In the Bengals front office, it's hard. I agree with you, but it's harder to separate it, right? Yes. Moving to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did we, I guess we would have done Omar Khan last year. Unknown. But he didn't even run the draft last year. Um,. So he's like, you can't really call it two years in. No, um, you can't. It's really one one full like, year, right? Yeah, like Kevin Colbert was at the head of the ship still last in the 2022 NFL draft. They yeah. drafted Kenny Pickett. So can't blame Omar for that. <laughs> uh, I love what Omar Khan's done in recent uh, time um, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Trades up for Broderick Jones, gets that franchise left tackle. Still, after making that move where he fleeced the Bears, trading them Chase Claypool for the 32nd pick, <laughs> uses that pick on Joey Porter Jr., drafts my guy Keanu Benton. I loved the Steelers draft. You, Everybody knows that. Um, I also think, like, he's doing everything to ensure that if this team is bad, it's because Kenny Pickett is bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right? Like, they've... They they still kind of, they need another receiver. Um, I don't think I have a lot of confidence in Allen Robinson, but like he's rebuilt this offensive line pretty well through free agency and um, the draft. They're loaded at pass rusher, obviously. Like Alex Highsmith, I think they're going to extend. Um, 
they brought back Larry Ogunjobi. Like he's done a good job retaining the in-house talent while bolstering the positions of need. Um, you can't blame him when Najee Harris probably isn't going to live up to what he was yeah. or Kenny Pickett. Like those aren't his picks. I, I, I think you could argue it's still too early to put him into something, but I want to call him an up-and-comer. Uh, I also think, kudos to him, he's the one who hired Andy Weidel as assistant GM, who he stole from Howie Roseman and the Eagles. He Weidel's the, the guy who kind of puts the draft board together. Omar's more of the cap guy. They work together perfectly. Yeah, I, I'm going to land in the up-and-comers with you, too. Okay. Yeah, I feel like a year and a half is enough to, to say we, we have an idea of where he is tier wise he's not in the unknown right yeah now. i mean I, I think like there are some guys that maybe been around longer and you still i don't fucking know because of circumstances but obviously the con succession plan was clear and uh well when they finally announced it but yeah it was clear and yeah i, th- I think we've seen enough and this this draft class was strong enough on early returns at least that i'm i feel pretty good about putting him as an up-and-comer yeah and, and, and you spoke spoke to a second ago guys who've been in the job for a while and you're still not totally sure that's how i feel about nick casario i put i still put him in the unknown tier i totally agree because like i still don't know and that obviously that that franchise is still so it feels like they just punted the last two years right it's just like what how many gms get to hire three head coaches i don't know if i want to credit him with being the one who hired them all but yeah exactly but that's exactly why you add that to the unknown factor where he finally got jack easterby out but he also might have hired him i'm not sure what i don't know i need a 30 for 30 on that (laughs) like theoretically if you looked at nick casario just in the last like six months you'd be like oh man this guy's trending in the right direction he hired D'Amico ryan's who put together a really good staff they 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 draft cj stroud and will anderson like i know the positional value thing but whatever doesn't care that's fun um but yeah i, I kind of still feel like i don't really know i don't know but i, I think we'll find out after this he, season he might be trending towards chaos though right oh yeah i think i think we had just, to put him somewhere else i think it'd be chaos but right but i i think our our holdup is we don't know is it him who's chaotic was it the mcnairs or was it jack easterby because the mcnairs and easterby are totally chaotic yes i just don't know how chaotic Casario was was he just kind of trapped under their thumb this time next year he will not be in the unknown we'll, we'll have an answer you say, you say that i don't i don't believe you i don't know the texans will find some other way to cloud this thing um the indianapolis colts and chris ballard who survived the firing of frank reich who drafted anthony richardson we've got a full fun reset with shane steichen yeah uh i've i've long been the uh, chris ballard apologist here um, hard to tear now though I think no I I don't know that he has the full confidence of the fans because I think if you would have asked we had him there last year had he not drafted Anthony Richardson I don't know if he'd have the full confidence of the fans I don't think so either and like right? that uh, last but, but, season was fucked like <laughs> <sighs> It seems like a also, lot of the good players he's brought in aren't good anymore, but I don't know. Like it's, he's, he's very hard got, to tear. Yeah, he's also got the most chaotic owner. Argument. <laughs> he does. Who's the most chaotic? I don't want to say chaotic good, but like chaotic maybe good. I don't know. Chaotic fun, but also chaotic fun, fun but, but not good. Not yeah, I don't, I don't know. Google, don't Google. Don't Google him. Um, yeah, but you could say that about every owner, probably. Oh yeah, except for the except for the Rooney's. Um, 
I like. Do you think we should put him in full confidence of the fans, or do you think he's more of a steady hand? I don't know. I see. See, I. I, I, sh- I struggle because Frank Reich's a good head coach. I think the Panthers did a good thing by hiring him. Yeah. I think Chris Ballard really took his time recovering from the Andrew Luck thing. Yeah. And and finally saw the light that maybe I should draft one of these guys. I think it would have been totally justifiable if Ballard was fired with Reich. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> but he, and, he also he also managed to talk or say out of not hiring Jeff Saturday full time, so that's important. And then he had a what appears to be a really good draft and is, you know, resetting the whole thing. Um <clears throat> he's he's really tough. I, I put him like I call almost called like chaotic confidence, but I really I really don't know cool. where to Is he a steady hand now? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a steady hand now, you know? We're like I think every draft you come out of it, you're like, hey, I feel pretty good about that draft. And he has this fair amount of hits, and he has this fair amount of misses, and that team yeah, I feel fell like apart. He's, but like, is know. he a league average GM? I think so. Yeah. Like, if he, if he was fired, would he get another job? Like, he's a better GM than some GMs who get another job. Like who who's the Andy Dalton of GMs? Tom Telesco. No, I. I think Tom Telesco's bad at hiring head coaches, but good at drafting. Um, Tom, we'll get there in a bit. Yeah, Scott Fitter. He might be. He might be. He's, the go, he's going to be. He's not yet, but yeah. he's going to be. Yeah. Um, maybe it's Chris Greer actually. Uh, that, that actually might be the answer. Yeah. But a GM who is on his uh, second try, Trent Balky, who, <laughs> man. I feel like Trent Balky's so lucky. Oh, he's the luckiest fuck. Yeah, I see. Like he he lucked into the whole Harbaugh Forty ers thing. Yeah, before he ruined it. Yeah, he he got a second chance with, with the Jaguars because they were chaotic enough to hire Urban Meyer, but he survived that. And then they they hired an adult, and they also had the number one pick, so they ended up with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, and like everything's pretty good right now. Last year he was in our dumpster fire tier. Like, I still kind of think he's like a dumpster fire disguised as plain as soda crackers. <laughs> Has he advanced to chaos? Because that sounds like a chaotic but, life to me. I don't but, know. But, but like, like. But I don't give him credit doing, for any of it. Yeah. He's not doing anything chaotic. That's true. Like he, That's true. He's just like, I feel like he, he like goes into work and he's quiet. So people forget he's there, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like he, like Doug or, or. Omar, um, or, uh, Shotgun, uh, say something. He's just a yes man to them. Uh, Shotgun's crazy son says something. He's a yes man. It was just the same thing with the Yorks. I think he probably did. Probably. And like they, they, Trevor Lawrence is a no brainer. Number one. And maybe Trevon Walker might've been the wrong pick at number one. Yeah. But like, I think Trevon Walker is going to be at worst, like a useful football player. So like I don't know like they're the best team in the AFC South. He may, he's nearly impossible. To yeah, see, like he's not chaotic, but I also feel like he is a dumpster fire. But we can't put him there because this team overcome a twenty-seven nothing uh, deficit in a playoff game. So I think he's playing soda crackers. What do you think? I don't know. It's tough. Okay, I'll, I'm fine. I feel like, I, like I just like being chaotic. Like part of that is you have yeah. to be fun. I don't think he's fun. He's not fun. No, I feel like he like more so like like his draft can, was bad too. Yeah, 
And but he saw like they made the move for Calvin Ridley. That was good. Yeah. It's almost feel like he can just live in the chaos. He's like He was also right about Christian the Christian Kirk signing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll give him plain. I'm fine with that. He, but like, he, he himself is a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. I think he's locked into steady hands around him that yeah. have pulled him out of the dumpster fire. <laughs> okay, I like that. Next year, I'm excited to see where he lands. All right, Titans. Um, it's it's too early to say on Rank Carthon, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he's clearly an unknown. Like, they're, they're unknown. Like, it, that roster is really bad, uh, but I also think Mike Ravel doesn't believe in tanking. Uh, I agree. I, they they didn't draft Will Levis when they could have, so that's at eleven, and they drafted just the best mm-hmm. player available at a position of need. Like that was pretty smart. Um, I feel like you feel pretty decent about a start. Yeah, I, I think if you're a Titans fan, you're unsure. He's also had some stupid quotes, but um, I think if you're a Titans fan, you're like, okay, well, it's really the Mike Frabel show. Ran and him are on the same page. That's yeah. the issue with the previous GM. Yeah. He's got a good chance to be a steady hand at worst, but could be become full conscious of the fans. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like obviously with Robinson and Frable butting heads, like I feel like this is more like you're going to have the clarity of your franchise going forward when in a, in a few years with these two. You know, like either like Rabel and Carthen are, are the dudes. Or this isn't working out and you're moving on. Which I think is a good thing, at least. And I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I think he's just a complete question mark, obviously, right now. You can't judge anything yet. But if I were to bet on it, I, I think uh, next year we'll say he's a steady hand because they'll be trending towards the right direction. You know, I I think Mike Vrabel's kind of overrated. At, at, in, like, overrated, not bad, though. Yeah, I think they'll probably both end up being steady hand well, if we're going to record like that. Like, I, I think, like, Mike Vrabel is really good at getting the most out of his roster. I don't necessarily think that means he's a Super Bowl-capable mm-hmm. coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's definitely above-average coach, but... Yeah. I mean, if, this this team's in a weird place right it, now. It, it, very much so. <laughs> but it feels like Mike Vrabel's got the longest of leashes. Oh, yeah, I think... But people, like, still, like, act like Mike Vrabel's, like... A high tier NFL person at times. I feel like he's lost it a bit last year. Yeah, but but, but it's it's like uh, how the basketball Hall of Fame takes in your whole basketball career. We're talking about his, his NFL career. Too. Okay, that's fine. Of course, he's got, he's got rings. The player's great. Frable the player, great. But yeah, he played at Ohio State and for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Denver Broncos. George Payton's in a weird place because yeah. I I think I think he's trended back potentially to the unknown, but. Like, Sean Payton could have this guy fired tomorrow if he wanted. <laughs> and or, and the, Wal- the, the Walmart family, like yeah. Sean Payton, have so much more power in, in this dynamic than him. Yeah, that, that that first year's draft, look, his first draft looked good, and then now it doesn't look great. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't drafted all that well consistently. Where's um, the Russell Wilson trade? Like, who does that one yeah, on? Yeah. Uh, this whole receiver mess where they've got talented receivers, but they're constantly, like, maybe trading some of them. <laughs> but nothing ever happens. Yeah. They, they, they signed, uh, they signed um, um, uh, Mike McGlinchey, that huge deal that he's not worth, but I also don't know if that was more Sean Payton because at that point Sean Payton had the power. Just 
it's a weird like it's kind of a power struggle here that there's no way he wins mm-hmm. like he's he, it, it feels like he's just like kind of the like in the Trent Balky um position in that like he's his opinion matters the least in the room but at least like it, that's a good thing for Trent Balky where it's as a, it's a bad thing yeah for yeah where like we I think he just hasn't had I put him in unknown even though he's had some time it's just like it's been so chaotic but that's not yeah him being caught we'll go chaotic. we'll go because he has, he's not a dumpster fire no. yet if Sean Payton doesn't work out that's yeah. dumpster fire yeah absolutely uh, but even if everything goes well this season, like he's unknown because he could be fired still. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's he could be just a placeholder for Sean and the WalMarts. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's he's just unknown. Let's go to the Chiefs, where uh, Brett Beach is a Super Bowl architect. He's got two of them. Uh, correct. Do we need to spend too much more time on that? I, I the only like thing you can talk about here is uh, oh, is it him or is it Andy Reid? And I'd like to think it's both. Of them. I do too. I do too. Um, I think Andy Reid and him have such a good uh, working relationship that it works so well. They like they like for example, getting what they got out of Jerick McKinnon last year and Isaiah Pacheco after missing on a first round running back. Yeah, they they get that out of those two last season. Like this receiver room trading Tyreek Hill and it worked out and like retooling the offensive line twice now. Yeah, in um, like three years. Like, moving on from Frank Clark and, and just getting a player who's got similar capabilities of him in the first round. Like, and then, I feel like the yeah. free agent signings are always, like, they're not enormously splashy, but they work. And, like, we'll see what happens with these tackles, the Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, their linebacker room's sneaky. Like, really, f- like, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, Drew Tranquil. Like, sneaky, really fun linebacker yeah, room. This defense, like they keep the finding sec- the the, the late round DBs, yeah. yeah. Like in, in at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like no, no, nothing against Andy Reid, but I don't think that's Andy Reid finding you know the the day three DBs, right? Yeah. So like, I think it's both. I think it's both. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's that's the um, alignment is so important with a GM and a head coach and a quarterback uh, and ownership, but. Like, nobody's got better alignment with those four things than the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. And Brett Beach has been Andy Reid's guy since Philly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders. Dave Ziegler. He's too, too early to tell, to tell stuff, right? I don't know. I think he's he's trending towards dumpster fire. Like, I think Josh McDaniels getting fired, which means Ziegler's getting fired. Yeah, He true. hired him. They're just, like, trying to be the New England Patriots. They're Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer. They trade Derek Carr. That's true. Say what you will about Derek Carr. Like, he was the heart and soul of the team. Before Ziegler and Josh McDaniels got there, they were in the playoffs. Yep. That's, Behind Derek that's Carr and a special teams coordinator. And then, you know, um, look at all the Adams comments, too, you know. Um, yeah, like, like all, okay, great. Dave Ziegler traded for Devontae Adams. Well, now he's pissed him off. Uh, I also think they just lucked into the fact that Devontae Adams was friends with Derek Carr. Yes, like, I don't think did. Dave Ziegler did anything special. No, that's not some uh, mastermind move. Like people like always get these friends. Yeah, they, they, there's like rumors they're going to trade Hunter Renfro, and they, they again they signed another New England Patriot, Jacoby Myers. Um, they didn't. I think my big big knock on them is this offensive line needed help, 
they were a team pegged for potentially taking offensive linemen at mm-hmm. some point in the top 100, and they didn't. I don't know. Like, the Chandler Jones contract, another New England Patriot, uh, <laughs> is not great looking. No, it's not. I, I don't know that there's a worse linebacker room in the NFL. Um, I guess they're planning to start Robert Spillane, Luke Masterson, Devon Diablo. Okay, that's a sick. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, like... I don't know. They signed Marcus Epps. I, I think yeah. it's... Okay, I'm not... I'm, not, I'm there with I, you. I think it's either chaos or it's dumpster fire right now. I feel like we don't have a lot of dumpster fires in the league right now, so I'm, I'm cool with that. It just... It, it feels like if we don't put them in dumpster fire, they're going to trade Devontae Adams in three weeks, and we'll be like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, it's definitely a dumpster <laughs> fire. Like, yeah. I, like, are Raiders fans happy with this man? I don't think so. He didn't hit on Max Crosby. That was that, that was Mike Mayock's only good pick. <laughs> it's true. I, I still don't get why the league can't learn their lesson from, like, like so many teams over the last 20 years have tried the Patriots thing, and it just it's literally never worked. The double Patriots thing's so bold, and then, then the team just signs only former Patriots. But, like... But not the good ones. How many franchises have done, tried that now? Like, four or five, and it's never worked. Um, well, I mean, tech technically, Brian Dable's a Patriots guy, so no, it's a saving guy. Is that the key? You only hire yeah guys who who worked with Belichick and then were like cleaned up by Nick Saban, and that's why Bob on his next turn is going to be uh going to be goat. All right, Tom Telesco and the LA Chargers. I have a really soft spot in my heart for Tom Telesco because this man manages every off season like. Get everyone in the NFL world invested in his team and believing they can win. <laughs> and they never do it, but he never gets fired because he is good at assembling talent, even yep. if it's never all on the field at the same time. <laughs> yeah. uh, he hit on Justin Herbert. Yep. He brought in Austin Eckler. Yep. He hit on Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Rashawn Slater. Uh, I think Zion Johnson is going to be really good. Uh, Bosa. Uh, he brought in Khalil Mack, who, when he was healthy, which is always the problem, is none of these people are ever healthy. No. Um, I think he's really bad at hiring a head coach because I think Brandon Staley's bad. I I think we felt that way when it happened, but yes, he isn't good at doing that. Definitely. But and I almost like are Chargers fans fully confident in Tom Telesco? I don't think so. I wouldn't put him there. I I don't think so either. I really like him. I think he's more steady hand. I was gonna say, like originally I had him in the the plane category, but with our new steady hand category, I think I'd put him there as well. Do, do we have anybody in the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we got Trent Balky and Plain Soda Crackers. <laughs> Plain Soda Crackers are kind of using where it's like we think the guy's bad, but things are going well, so we yes. can't say it. Yeah, and they don't really do much. They just they're just there. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Telesco's steady hand. Agreed. I think he's a notch above like the Andy Dalton middle. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should power rank all these guys once we've tiered them. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. New York Giants, Joe Schoen. I mean, nobody's had a better start than Dable and Schoen. Yep. Oh, I skipped the Dallas Cowboys. It's okay. We can go back. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Um, Joe Schoen had about as good – he was an unknown last year. He had his – about as good as a year of a year one on the field yeah. as you could hope for. Uh, Dable was a slam dunk. They're aligned. 
they signed Daniel Jones, which you could argue is good or bad. I don't based know. On, I, exactly. They tagged Saquon, so it was smart they haven't extended him, but they haven't actually signed him to the tag yet. The receiver room is weird, but it was weird last year, too. It was. It's, it's probably weirder this year, but it's better. So Kayvon Thibodeau had his moments. I think he's going to be a very good player. They re-signed De- or they extended Dexter Lawrence. Um, I like he's doing everything right. I think he's an up and comer. Right? Yeah, I think he's definitely an up and comer. Yeah, okay. like everything you've seen from him, it, it, like he's trending towards full confidence, right? And way too early to say that. Yeah, but I think you're you're there. I mean. Really, does he get tied to Daniel Jones? I don't know because obviously he didn't draft him. But it's almost it's almost worse, right? Because it's hard. It's gonna be harder to move on from him now, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely up and comer, and in two years I could see him being in that full confidence tier. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Dallas Cowboys, it's hard to say who's really in charge. I think it's Will McClay, and then like. I think Steven just whispers in Jerry's ear to, like, make him think that the things Will McClay tells him are actually Jerry's <laughs> ideas, which is a really smart way to do it. Because this team, is, it's one of the most talented teams in the NFL. It feels like every year. This offseason, the move for Brandon Cooks was a really good move. Um they they've got uh, again if the offensive line's healthy it's one of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They've got a deep pass rush group led by a slam dunk first round pick of Micah Parsons. Um, they're finally committing to Tony Pollard and admitting that they made a good draft pick there. Like yeah, they got rid of Zeke. Yeah. Uh, they made the move for Stephon Gilmore, which I th- like similarly to Brandon Cooks. It's just a very good veteran ad for a team trying to contend for a Super Bowl. Um, they're they're also. No longer like trying to pretend Michael Parsons is an off-ball linebacker, so that's good. Uh, but it's also Jerry Jones, so it's like always chaotic. But it's been less so the last few years. It's, yeah, he's like that's why I think Will McClay's actually in charge. But because I don't know, it, it does always feel like Jerry's just trying to turn this thing off a cliff and get crazy. But I don't know. I think they're really hard to 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 tear here. Well, Jerry has been a Super Bowl architect before. Is he again? <laughs> no. I I I think see it's it's hard because I think if you say Jerry Jones is in charge you're like that's so chaotic yeah. but then if you look at it as like no one person's in charge you would say the fan the there's a full confidence of the fans of the Dallas Cowboys front office yeah I guess I guess do we do, land do somewhere not, like okay if they don't fight if they don't win a playoff game this year and they can continue to employ Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I think you start to lose some confidence. Do you not lose confidence from that higher? I don't know. Like they're they're always like teetering. They're always teetering on the edge of like this is going good to this is about to go off the rails, right? I it's, think they're just struggle at hiring competent head coaches. Yeah. But I feel like that Jerry's making the head coaching calls, right? Probably. There's no way no one else anyone else is. There's no way. Now, like day to day roster and all that, yeah, I think it's the more competent people in the room. But, um, and they've well, drafted well, pretty damn well, exactly. It's but then they've also play. like last year's draft; they only drafted like people with fucking issues. Like, it's 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 a weird place. I don't know where to put them. Um, 
I, I, I think right now it's full confidence to the fans, unless because they're not a steady hand. No, they're not a steady hand. But the they're not being chaotic. No, no, they're not. It feels like, like they want to be, but they're not. It, exactly. If anything, it's playing soda crackers to continue to employ Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I think it's full confidence to the fans. If you ask the Cowboys fan right now, like, I like, I I think you would you would get most people saying they're confident in, mm-hmm. in what this front office is doing. Again, not phrasing it in a way that says they're confident in Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. But. Okay, maybe like the last of that tier. Plus, it's it's worth noting like, Raj is gonna script it so that Jerry gets one more Super Bowl before. Oh, he of dies. course, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I think it's full confidence to the fans for now. Okay. It's just they are hard, and I don't want to make another tier. Yeah, I don't want to either. Go for it. Chaos Super Bowl contending chaos tier. Uh, okay, Philadelphia Eagles, Harry Roseman. It, it, him and Brett Veach are the only Super Bowl architects. Agreed. Yeah, They, that's play, all I they played on. each other in it this year, right? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does Harry keep getting away with it? With some luck, because apparently he tried to trade for Russell Wilson, and it didn't happen. And, yeah. And Jalen Hurts worked out for them, so that's good. But, by the way, from that clip, it sounded like people thought it was last year, but I think it sounded like it was a few years ago. I think it was a few, yeah. yeah. Which probably would have worked out, but anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the the man drafted Jalen Hurts, that worked. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's, he refuses to do stupid things with the running back position, that's working. Trade for AJ Brown. He drafted Devonta Smith. That's the best. To me, that's the best one-two punch in the NFL. I I would take that over uh, Jamar Chase and, and, and T Higgins. Um, the tight end room is is perfectly top ten. The offensive lines always like the best. The defensive lines always the best. They they refuse to care about linebackers and safeties, which I also <laughs> really appreciate. They're going to start Kobe yeah. Dean, so that's also a big bump. And, and Reed Blankenship's on this team. That's a big bump for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what more can you say? He he seems to get everything right, and when he gets it wrong with, like, Jalen Rager, he gets everything right else right it enough that it. it makes you forget. Exactly. <laughs> like, he, rec- he he's not afraid to admit when he's wrong and trade for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good to have the GM. Absolutely. I, I'm not going to talk anymore about, more about Harry Roseman because other GMs don't like it anymore. So uh, good they're jealous. Uh, I think if you asked 100 NFL fans to name the Washington Commanders GM, <laughs> 70 would say Ron Rivera. <laughs> and the other 30 would say, I don't know. It's Martin Mayhew. It, 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 my favorite thing about this, too, is the Commanders front office is Martin Mayhew and Marty Hearns. Marty Hearns. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. And Nepo baby Chris Pullian's like the left hand man. Uh, um, because this is franchise, is this automatic just dumpster fire? Because everything surrounding this franchise is dumpster oh, fire. Yeah, until our, our boy Josh Harris, who uh, runs our Devils, the yeah, way. Right until way, he takes over, it, it's dumpster fire. If Martin Mayhew was a more exciting GM, it'd be chaos. But yeah. like the. Mayu and Rivera, like all the good players on this team, weren't really like brought in by them. Like the like John Jonathan Allen, Jerron Payne, like those aren't guys this this team drafted no. under these guys. They drafted Chase Young, who they declined the fifth year on. Yeah, uh, Jahan Dotson looks like a good pick. 
Yes, which we said was a reach. So there, there you go. Emmanuel um, Forbes was a bad pick. Jamon Davis was a bad oh, yeah. pick. Yeah. Hey, brought in Eric Bieniemy. That's cool and interesting. Yeah. Well, when Josh Harris takes over, makes Bieniemy head coach, and yep. and they hire someone from the Chiefs front office to be GM. That'll be. Uh, Scott Stevens to be the GM, actually. Although, you know what? I respect Mayhew. And again, I don't know that Mayhew's making any of these decisions. I don't, I think yeah. it's Rivera. But I respect that they're just rolling with Sam Howell slash Jacoby Brissett slash Jake Phil. The, they're in such a weird place as a franchise where it's just like waiting for Dan Snyder to get out. You know, it's just... It kind of yeah. goes through like the whole roster. I don't know. All right. Well, that's a dumpster fire. Uh, from... One dumpster fire to uh, a dumpster fire that may have been put out by Rand Poles this offseason. Um, Poles went from unknown last year to putting himself into position to at least be an up-and-comer by trading the number one pick, acquiring DJ Moore, Justin Fields looking like a good football player, investing in the offensive line with the Darnell Wright pick. Like, this roster is still bad. But, like, they were fun last year that they at least played their rookies. They, they, they signed Edmonds and TJ Edwards. They, um, the running back room is interesting. The Chase Claypool trip is horrible. Mm-hmm. Vilas Jones was a bad pick. But they got TJ Moore. Like, I, pulls is hard. I feel like up-and-comer's a little rich for him. Yeah, but. But where else would you put But, him? like. Is he unknown still? Like, I don't he's know. He's not a dumpster fire because he played the draft really well. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not playing as soda crackers because trading the one number one pick ain't playing. Trent Balky would never. Uh, he can't not... be called a steady hand yet. Like... No, I don't think he's chaotic. No. Like, do you think Bears fans... To t- t- to me, up-and-comer means you're... You haven't been the GM long enough to have full confidence in the fans, but you're trending that direction. Yeah. Do you think he is at least, like... I think he's trending that way, but then... Would you put him in the low end of up-and-comers? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I think I kind of, when I did this earlier, I put kind of put up upper unknown, and I don't know, but... He's trying things, which is, I think, important. Like, he signed... I don't love signing TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, but, like, it's doing something with the cap money they have. And And, Bears fans have to be cautiously optimistic, right? Is that I the t- so. tier, but we'll put him up and comer? Yeah. Gosh, just the optimistic. Yeah, up and comer. We'll, we'll put him there for now. We've, we've been spending too long in this episode. Brad Holmes, who might be chaotic. Yeah. He's a chaotic, chaotic up and comer, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that draft was freaking chaotic, man. <laughs> um, they, their free agency was too. Sonny David Montgomery was so weird. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Jameson Williams suspension doesn't help. Um, the receiver room is not very good, but the offensive line's loaded. They've mm-hmm. they've loaded up on the D line. Uh, the, the the like the front seven should be good. I they like can the win this they've, division. They've really invested in the secondary. Whether those yeah. picks, the like, even if those don't hit, like he's trying. Like he's an up and comer, right? He's got to be. Yeah, okay. he's got to be. And like, maybe one spot ahead of pools. Maybe I don't know. If his draft was a little less chaotic, he might have full confidence of the fans. Yeah. Okay. I, go on. I was just going to say, I think this division in, in, as a whole is the hardest, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, everyone's being fucking weird. <laughs> Brian Poles might be the least weird, actually. That's a good point. Like, Brian Gutekunst, I have no idea. 
Like fans probably some hate him, some love him. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Uh, it's all going to be dependent on if Jordan Love's good. Yeah. They keep drafting defensive players with high upside in the first round, but he's invested in receivers, pass catchers, in, on day two, the last two drafts. Christian Watson started to look like a hit down the down the stretch. On paper, this defense is really good, even if it's not on the field because they have a bad defensive coordinator. Um, if the offensive line's healthy, it can be very good. It just never is. It all comes down to Jordan Love, like, period, right? Like, yeah, for sure. And that's why it's hard um, because it's going to depend on – like which Packers fans are optimistic and which are pessimistic when it comes to full confidence of the fans. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's kind of funny too, because like that 2020 draft, like looks kind of awful, but if love hits, then who, who cares about the rest? Right. Right. And like last year, um, Quay Walker, I know it didn't end well. And, and, and I know with Devontae White, he didn't, play until later in the season but both those guys had big moments at times last mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. Um, like you said but and, Watson was a star down the stretch right and like, Dobbs you got as much as you could possibly helped out of where you took him you know like yeah I don't know I, I put him the confidence but it, it all hinges on low end full confidence to the fans probably yeah right? yeah but like also at the same time what was it the fuck else was he supposed to do with Aaron Rodgers he Not, won that trade yeah, he did. They got that's more what, than he should have got. That's what I think bumped. I think that's what I think bumped him for me is that like right. he he did a really good job with that trade. He, they held firm, and they got the they got them to choke up the first right. And and also like Aaron Rodgers sucks as a person. He's not afraid like Gurkens isn't afraid to know that. Mm-hmm. Ted Thompson would have held on to Rodgers forever. A hundred percent. Okay, the Vikings. Um, we've been pretty goofy, Rob. They've been pretty goofy. Yeah, it feels like Questy like they accidentally won a bunch of games last year. <laughs> yeah. Um and like we're fake good, obviously. Like <laughs> Yes. But like as a Vikings fan, you're probably feeling good about Kevin O'Connell. Questy's doing weird things in the draft. And now like moving on from Adam Thielen made sense. Mm-hmm. Um moving on from Delvin Cook, that made sense. Moving on from Eric Kendricks, that made sense. Two positions that lack value. I, I would have retained Alvin Cook because I don't think Alexander Madison's some great running back, but two two positions that are Yeah, but are you, you do think Ty Chandler is, so. That's true. Uh, and then Adam Thielen just didn't have the juice, and they, they dropped yeah. Jordan Madison. But now there's, like, the the and the, Zadarius Smith, like, just kind of held them over a barrel, it felt like. Uh, but now, now they're trying to trade Daniel Hunter. If they trade yeah. Daniel Hunter, I just don't know what's happening anymore. Because I... Daniel Hunter is a is 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 a top twelve edge rusher, pass rusher in the NFL. Still, mm-hmm. like, and he's still very young because he came to the NFL very young. Yeah. He's like twenty eight. Um, I don't understand trading him. I don't. Un, like, and they brought Kirk back. They didn't figure out the QB thing. I'm I'm losing confidence quickly in Quessy. Me too. Just because, but... like, I don't understand any of their process. Drafting Makai Blackman was weird. Yeah. Trading for TJ Hawkinson was weird, even though, like, it kind of He played well. Yeah. yeah. Like, do, I, don't I, I don't know where to put Quessy, because I feel the same way you do, but, like, 
I almost feel like he's still unknown because you don't see the bigger picture here if there is one, you know, like Yeah. Where'd you where'd yeah. you have him? Somewhere between like Planet Soda Crackers Unknown and Chaos. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not a steady hand because he's not being steady, he's doing weird things. Mm-hmm. If they if they trade Daniel Hunter, maybe they won't. Maybe that's just a rumor. Yeah. I'll say unknown for now, because I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's that's easy one. The team is so fake good. Yeah. I mean, we learned that quickly, but yes. Remember that comeback, though? Mm-hmm. Moving the NFC South. Where all the teams are, are bad, but chaotic. <laughs> Terry Fontenot. The Atlanta Falcons. If you're drafting um, skill position players three straight years in the top ten, you're in a, you're in a chaos tier to me, Rob. I, th- I think so too, and like fun chaos, good chaos. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fun. He's he's chaotic, good on the uh, on the spectrum there. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't, still don't know if this is gonna work out. I mean, but also like we don't know if Arthur Smith's gonna work out. Like it's it's chaos, but it's not unknown. But it's chaos, you know. Yeah, like it, fe- it feels unknown, but it's chaos. Yeah. Okay, Terry Font, no chaos all day. Scott Fitter, I think, is the definition of uh, for the Panthers playing soda crackers. Yeah. yeah. Um, because also similarly to Trent Balky, like I don't, I don't like David Tepper. Obviously, is calling the shots. Frank Reich's got more power, I think, than Scott Fitterer. Fitter is just happy he survived the Mount Rule firing. <laughs> uh, Bryce Young's in the building now. He he's trending towards the steady hand, though, right? Yeah, because you know what? And he, he comes from Seattle where Pete Carroll's got more power than John Schneider. I think yep. we all agree. Yep. I think Scott Fair is trying to position himself as the John Schneider to Frank Reich's <laughs> Pete Carroll. Which is like probably the best position to be in as a GM unless you're like amazing like Howie or Brett Beach. Yeah. Is, is you're in a position where if, the, if things go bad, like Pete Carroll takes the blame when things aren't going great. Right? Oh, definitely. And, and, yeah. and when they go well, yeah, Pete Carroll gets the credit. There was but never like, calls to fire Schneider. It was always fire Pete, right? right? John, John Schneider's a steady hand, if not... Like, at his worst, he's a steady hand. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's what Scott Fitter is. So, I think he's playing as Soda Crackers. I agree with you here. Oh, right. Mickey, Mickey Loomis. Dude, well, how do you think Mickey handled finding out the, the Zion news about the pregnancy? And I think Mickey loves it. I think Mickey loves I, it. I think Mickey and Zion, like, chop it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Mick and the Zion. Oh, yeah. Um, Mickey Loomis is obviously chaos, right? He's he's the reason we have the chaos here. But I love how, like, he will not recognize that this team is not good. He's the best. Like I love it. Nobody, nobody is more willing to compete no matter what than Mickey Loomis, regardless of what's on his roster. They traded for Derek Carr, which is, like, in a vacuum, not chaotic, but it's chaotic in, in, in the context of what this team should be doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But he they can win the division. They can win he the hits division. on draft picks. Yeah, he does. He does. And, and then he, like, does weird shit. And <laughs> it's, they're always, they're always trying to win 10 games and winning at least seven. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's obsessed with, height weight speed defensive linemen who aren't like great i love mickey Lewis. me too he's like he's good for football he is good for football he's like i think one of the most underappreciated people in football. He's, oh he's, what a king tampa bay buccaneers jason light light's a hard one now 
Um, He's not good at being a GM until they brought in Tom Brady. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. But then he also, like, he, he turned it up when Brady was there. And there's also pieces he brought, he drafted that were, you know, helpful on those Super Bowl teams. It, to me, it feels like he either, like, hits on a draft pick or busts. Like, yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of, like, in-between. A couple of the secondary players are, are on the in-between, but, like. Mm-hmm. Remember how many they, DBs they took, like, in a row for, like, yeah. four years? Yeah, a couple. And it worked out. Yeah. Um. But like I don't know, Joe Trion Shoyanka is up. It looks looks like a terrible pick. Logan Hall didn't do anything last year. No. Flash Cancy's a little bit chaotic of a draft pick. Um, he, he clearly obsessed, only won a Super Bowl because of Brady. Obviously, he's obsessed with small school offensive linemen though. Which okay, but it always works. Yeah, they're going into the season with Baker and Trask, which I respect because they knew they weren't going to get a quality quarterback in this draft. So they're like, let's just do this. And maybe we get Caleb Williams, because if if they could kill like if they could kill Williams, he's never getting fired. He's no in the Super Bowl. He's I don't here. know what he is. Is he chaos? I don't know. Because he, I don't think he has. He shouldn't have full confidence of the fans. Oh fuck no! No no no! I put him plain, but maybe he's a steady hand. But it's I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know that he's steady. I don't know if he's steady either. I know, but like, like plus when it when it came to uh, when. At at Tampa's peak under Jason Light, like where was he in the pecking order? Yeah. Right, like I think Tom Brady had more say than him. And Arians. Yeah, like I th- I think it was Tom Arians. Uh, he also had like Todd Bowles as as a defensive coordinator, one of the best in the biz. Um, I I don't know. I'll give you final call. Well, hold on. You never really gave where, an input. Where did we have him last year? Good question. I should look that up. Also, like it, it kind of feels like the Glazers are kind of involved too, right? It, this feels like a team that maybe has ownership more involved than they kind of let on. I don't know how you feel about that too. They're running a soccer team, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. They love sports, and they don't care who knows. Um, hmm. Damn, it's Steve Kime and Soda Cracker. That that was a miss. We should have had it. That was dumpster fire. fire. Yeah, but I think we wanted to. We had light and full confidence. Damn. Well, okay. Well, he's trending downwards. Yeah. Uh, I would not. He's not full confidence, right? No, what he's are not. we debating here? Steady I, hand, chaos, or plane? Yeah, exactly. What What do you mean? He's the chaotic hand. <laughs> I originally mean? I originally put plane. I originally put okay. plane. I, I lean away from chaos because I don't think he's that chaotic. He's, he's not. He's he's pretty boring. Yeah. Okay. Let's do plane. Because yeah, if you do plane, it's like you've done enough to be the GM. But I I think if they fired you, they could upgrade. Yeah. Exactly. And you're not fun. <laughs> no. No. NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. Monty Austinford is. Uh, at worst, going to be a chaotic GM. This man's doing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But he's he's unknown, but has to be. Yeah, has to be. But off to a good start in terms of because if if you're if one, if you're not going to be like a great GM, be chaotic like Mickey Lewis. Oh, yeah. you always have a respect. And Monty made trades. He lost draft picks for tampering. Like, what isn't he doing? <laughs> um, I think his big issue is going to be the head coaching hire. I don't feel good about that one. But yeah, but that's chaotic too. That's though. chaotic. Yeah, he hired a, like a 
someone who doesn't understand social cues or human emotion. Like, that's awesome. The lost Roy sibling, yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, so you're saying next year it's more likely he's in the chaos than an up and comer. Yes, because yeah. I don't think there there's anything. I don't think there's really anything they can do on the field to make me confident in them. No, I don't. They would so. all be in the front office. Which and is like, still hard to do. Trading Kyler potentially is pretty damn. Well, I mean, like if we do this next year and they have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams, that's not a problem. But if they don't, he's chaotic. That's a good point. That's a good point. L.A. Rams, Les Snead, who. If Sean McVay didn't exist, he'd probably be not employed. Um, yeah, correct. He was a bad GM until Sean McVay. The revisionist history around Les Snead is awesome. Um, because Sean McVay saved his job for sure. Absolutely. And then Les Snead started trading all his draft picks, which <laughs> won them a Super Bowl, so you can't shit on it. But if you're a Rams fan, I don't know how you look at this roster and have full confidence in, in Les Snead specifically. Like, had Sean McVay retired this offseason, like, I think Rams fans would be like, we're fucked forever. Well, well they haven't fired Snead. No. They won the Super Bowl previously. Yeah. They couldn't. They, they I think they'd, they would give him one more head coach to yeah. try. Um, I... Don't think he has full confidence to the fans. What do you think? No, I agree. I put him in the chaos tier, baby. Okay, he's totally chaos. We had him as a Super Bowl architect last year, I think. Yeah, I bet you I wasn't. I wasn't on board with that. But it's yeah, so hard because he I was probably won like, the... they won the Super Bowl. They yeah, they won the... And he kept do- trading all the picks to get really good players, and it worked. So I think you had to kind of put him there. But I, it, truthfully, he is chaotic. Absolutely. That was pure chaos. It worked, but it was pure chaos. Um, having, having uh, what is it, like 23 rookies and they're too deep, that's chaotic as fuck. I'm going to want to, when we draft teams this year, or uh, each week, for rookies, I'm going to want to draft them every week because every player's a rookie. It's awesome. What, like, what are the odds that this group can get this team back to the playoffs again? McVay and Sneed. I mean, if well, McVay... You know, retires. The or... NFC's weak, but the NFC West has two of the best teams in the NFC. Um, I think, like, like honestly, looking at this roster, they would need so many young players to hit immediately. Yeah. Like, this is – they're three years away. I was from... going to say, in the next five years, could they be a playoff team? Yes, but they'd have to hit at an incredibly high rate. Yeah. Or start trading picks again for, like, <laughs> superstars. <laughs> And also, Which, like, they'd have to get a new quarterback because Matthew Stafford's not going to last that long. Exactly. So, I, I say but no. But they already have Stetson, so I don't know. I would say no if I had to put money on it, right? No, I I, I think... I think, if anything, less need is... is fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me pitch something. What if uh, Sean McVay does a Brad Stevens where he, he steps away from coaching, but he's into the GM role? I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. That, that's not really a thing in the NFL. But it feels like there's certain people who could do that if they wanted it, and Sean mm-hmm. McVay is one of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Agreed. Chaos. Less need. Yeah, for sure. San Francisco 49ers. John Lynch. So, it's always hard when the head coach is the one with... Yeah. When the head coach has heavy say in personnel, and Kyle Shannon's one of the best head coaches. Um it's tough with Lynch, you know, like he's full confidence of the fans. Oh, absolutely. Right? At, at worst, I 
He's not a Super Bowl architect. Yeah, I was gonna. That because, was gonna be my question. Is like, is there an no. argument there? And it's because of Shani. No, because because ultimate ultimately he has full confidence to the fans as long as Kyle Shanahan is his head coach. Yeah, yeah. He's just so heavily tied to Shani. Um, like the fact that they may have missed on Trey Lance, but it's okay because Kyle Shanahan can mm-hmm. win games with Brock Purdy. You know. Well, no, no, no. It's okay because John Lynch found Brock Purdy. Right. Right. You can frame it a lot of different ways, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, he's got to be full confidence. They're too consistently competitive for him to be in any other tier, but he's not. He's not the one uh, who's number one in the pecking order. So no, he's Super Bowl architect. Seattle Seahawks. I think John Schneider's hard. We put him in chaos last year, and then because he's he the Seahawks are consistently chaotic in the draft, and then. Every once in a while, they just draft a bunch of really good football players, and they did that this yeah. year. And they were right about Geno, and then they they were they 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 draft JSN and Devin Witherspoon, but they also draft another running back in the second round because John and Pete like to be a little chaotic. But I mean, you're the Seahawks fan, so it's your call. Yeah, it's full trust. It has to be full trust. Full uh, full trust with a sprinkle of chaos, and that's the best yeah. GM you can have. Oh, it's the most enjoyable. Be, Absolutely. Like uh, yeah. I don't want I, as an NFL fan, I don't want to have a Super Bowl architect. That is, I had, boring. I had Kevin Colbert. It was boring. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> I want Mickey Loomis. Knowing knowing like every March, every like every March, there's gonna be one day where I'm like, either like insanely happy or insanely angry it's fun it keeps me on my toes you know it happens every year you'll die 10 years earlier than you would have if you were uh, a fan of the Chiefs oh, yeah. but don't care about that but but you'll last 10 years longer than Saints fans <laughs> exactly uh, but no he's gotta be full I know we put him in chaos and it is pretty chaotic but I think honestly the chaos feels more Pete Carroll right like I think the I think John Schneider's just really damn good at his job and um it's not like he's like again. I don't. I don't know if he's a Super Bowl architect, but he's a very good GM at just doing the day in day out stuff and uh, finding guys where they find them. You know. 